take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Logan Brown, drinking his Focus tea, <laughs> getting ready for the podcast. My man. That's a, yeah, that's a sweet uh, sweet intro. Who did that for you? Me. You did all that? I oh, did that. Cut, all cut and paint. That's, that's cool, man. Yeah, that's uh, that's radio school oh, yeah. for you. That's so good. you go in and I got um, like a free music service on the internet. Okay. Just like, like uh, what do you, like a comment or commons like you would get a picture right that's free like yeah. uh, creative yeah. commons okay so yeah. they have that for music so i just grabbed one that sounded cool yeah and just went to youtube and like typed in videos with red in it and yeah. then i just pulled some clips off red and boom that's get an beauty. intro how's the focus tea i'm interested in that because it's good man yeah anyone who uh listens knows that i've been trying mushroom coffee yeah and yeah. same kind of deal where you have this like focus yeah yeah like what's I, that well it, free it's advertising not- it's not like a huge. I don't even know what the name of the brand is. I go to there's a, as a. It's the only health food shop in Carlton Place you can get it, and I'm sure you can get Depothecary. it. Apothecary. Yeah. Un, I don't no, know if it's that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it might be. I don't even know what the name of it is. I'm such a. I'm all about supporting local, but I couldn't name half of the coffee shops that I go to and get coffee. That's why you need marketing. Yeah, really. That's funny though. It's my hometown, so that's why I was like, oh shit. Oh no way. Do you yeah. know Brock? Brock Zeman. I know of him. I don't know him personally. Okay, yeah, great dude. Great yeah, dude. Yeah, country like, singer, right? Uh, sort of. He's he's a little he bit of a. He was at one point. He's like a Tom Waits kind of uh, vibe. He's cool, man. He plays the acoustic guitar and plays the bass with his feet. He uses an organ pedal. He doesn't just like bust out his socks and like play with his toes. Oh, I think yeah. he had a song called Carlton Place too. If I'm yes, he does. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> That's how yeah. I think I've heard of him. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh wow. Um, speaking of music, you are a full time musician. Yes, sir. Um, I'm somewhere in between a mansion and living in my car. Yeah, uh, but I'm interested because you're a young guy. Yeah. Um, kind of. Allegedly, I look 47. I'm 23, but <laughs> it's kind of one of those guys that you could easily be like, if you said 47, I'd be like, okay. But if yeah. you were like 19, I'd be like, I see that too. Every time I say that, people are like, no, no, oh, no. and I'm like, you know, I don't care. Like, one I know what things. I look like. Yeah. I, I I decided to grow this beard. I know what it looks like. You know. But what made you uh, start with the traditional interview question? Yeah, of course. Um, what like what? Why music? And I'm sure so many people thought you were stupid for being, you know, trying to go and take a full time yeah. career in music. Yeah, I was able. I I was lucky enough to kind of start making money early and. Uh, to convince my parents that it was a good idea um, to take uh, time off school. Um, but, uh, yeah, a Guitar Hero was probably the biggest, the first influence mm. that I think of. If I was to go way back, like my grandfather um, or my my grandmother's husband, um, we called him Papa, so I'll just refer to him as Papa. Uh, my Papa, uh, he, would, uh, he was a musician. He used to be a full-time musician and then got into, uh, you know, you either you either make it or you don't. So he ended up going uh, and finding like a, a quote unquote real job. I'm doing mm, air quotes here. Mm. Um, and uh, he was great. I mean, he played left handed upside down. I always thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Oh, he played whoa. awesome piano. He was the first uh, from a very early age. I saw like the tangibility of music. Like it wasn't something that I hear this a lot now. Um, be, uh, when I play the guitar or when I sing especially on stage people are like oh i don't i just don't know people that like not not specifically speaking about me in in a condescending way but people are just like oh i don't know how anybody can do that like it's just the strangest thing in the world but i even from like age 1 or age 0 grew up seeing him play the guitar seeing him play the piano so there was always like a oh that's papa 
you know, he makes scrambled eggs and bacon in the morning <laughs> and French and makes a kick-ass French toast and also plays the guitar and the piano really well. Like, the, it was just like, oh, I, I, I understood that that was a skill that you could cultivate, mm-hmm. even at an early age mm-hmm. before knowing what skill and cultivate meant. And from Guitar Hero, it was just a matter of, that was my playlist. Like, I, you know, they're all guitar songs, so that was what gravitated towards, or where I gravitated towards the guitar. Sit, sitting and listening to heavy, I was a metalhead, um, and listening to crazy heavy metal and wicked shred solos, and just like, wow, like there's a section of the song that they just give the guitar player to just go yeah. off. Yeah. I'm going to, I want to do that. You know, I at the time, I didn't think I could sing, um, and it's debatable still, but at the, at the time, I was like, I don't want to be a singer the guitar is is for me and so i just kind of picked it up from there did my first talent show in grade eight grade seven or something like that and uh got a standing o from one guy who i think was doing it ironically to pick on me and, <laughs> and ever since that then, gave I'm, you the confidence yeah, to go man, after you know it. it's, it's like when comedians say they get their first bomb and they're and that's either like oh i never want to do that again or i never want to do that again and that's going to make me write better yeah, jokes you yeah, know what yeah. i mean so for me it was just oh this was cool it's like somebody actually like stood up and clapped and I'm going to take this and run with it. So. Right. Yeah. So, you know, flash forward to your, you know, you did the town show, got your standing O. Now you're, <laughs> now you're, you're, you're a young man where we're, we're told we have to go to school. We have to, you know, get a full-time job, you yeah. know, have a family, ex- what all the things society says. Where, where was the moment where you're like, you know what? Like, this isn't for me. I'm going to go take this in a totally different route. Like what, yeah. what was that moment? Um, I had mentors in high school, but they were all music related. Like even our guidance counselor was, he was like a, he's an unreal percussionist. Uh, shout out to uh, Doug Vanderhorden. Um, so yeah, he was an unreal percussionist, wicked great drummer, wicked great singer. Um, and so I always was able to see the, I hate saying the money side of it because we don't get into this for money, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. I was always able to see, oh, you can make a go of it and not be Drake. Like, you don't need to have Rolling Stones money in order to be okay as a musician. Right. Um, and both my parents, like, my mom went to college, um, but never pursued anything with her degree. And my dad was a dropout. So both of them, and, you know, my dad hired on to CN, which is an awesome job. Uh, it's, a, it's a great government job to have. And, uh, you know, my mom was, is, uh, you know, uh, she, right now she's, she's uh, running, like, on-route plazas. You know, and this is oh, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the, and this is like they're doing all of this stuff without using their degree or right. without any ed- education post secondary whatsoever. For those who don't know what an en route is, that's along major highways in Canada that are like P stops basically with restaurants. Yeah, yeah. So, she, yeah. So, she's responsible for I think like three or four of them. Oh, so, which is like, which is nuts. It's, it sounds like, oh, she works at, in, in the fast food industry, but it's like she's just responsible for making sure the kids get there on time, which is like, that's harder than it. <laughs> oh my god, you have no <laughs> That's idea. Harder than it sounds. You have no idea. Um, uh, yeah. So. so, so your parents understood, and was lucky that you had people in your life that understood, understood the arts. And yeah. that's like a huge thing right now. Yeah. Um, I talked about this with uh, Danielle Lard, who's on my podcast earlier. Who's she's all- awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. Well, I've never actually met her, but we've been like social media following each other for a very long time. She. Oh my god! Is I, I'm going to connect you too because she's awesome and such an awesome person. But we talked about the arts and how when you have education cuts or you need cuts in public funding, like the arts are usually yeah the first to go. Mm-hmm. 
so you know I wonder how many other people were in your shoes where they're like, I really want to do this for my life. Yeah. And like, this is my passion. Mm-hmm. And the guidance counselor's like, that's stupid. Go do math. Yeah. Like, I we were very lucky. Uh, I went to Ernesttown, which is just outside. Well, it's in Odessa. It's just outside of Kingston. And um, we were very lucky. I think there's like 500 students at most. I, I'm like half black, and I was the black kid. That's how little, you mm-hmm. know, we were. It was country. So... Um, we were very lucky that everybody really got extensive one-on-one time with the guidance counselors that were there. And they were all very receptive to, if you want to do this and you want to pursue this, um, these are the steps that you have to take, you know? And, and again, having Doug, it was very easy to, I want to be a full-time musician. Like, well, you got to get gigs player. You know what I mean? Like it was very like. Gave you the real advice. Yeah. 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 Best advice actually I ever got was we did, I did a focus program called let's make a demo in Napanee, which is even more country if you can believe it. And, uh, I got Greg Runyon's. I'll never forget. He said like, if you don't want to be a music teacher and if you, you, you know, you seem like you have, have it in you that you want to tour. He says, you just got to do it. He says, don't, don't listen to anybody that's going to tell you that you got to go to college. Don't listen to anybody that says if you want a life in music, you got to get that Royal Conservatory and go and do music theory. He said, just get a, get a van, get a piece of crap van, get all, all four of your sweaty asses in that van and drive and go and play some shows. And that's how you're going to make it. And it's like, if, okay, if I have the dude that's like literally teaching, you know, teaches the Royal Conservatory and is teaching Queens right now that don't do either of those things get in a van be sweaty with your buddies and play some music that's what i'm gonna do so, hmm. yeah well um so like did you just go off on your own did you just start in a band like how did that like take off because most yeah. people would start like i mean when you when you hear interviews with big artists like yeah. whoever it is when you hear the origin stories it's always you know me and the guys we we got into the, we got in the van <laughs> we traveled and played gigs and got real yeah. fucked up you know you know like that type of stuff yeah 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 like was that kind of like it for you or did you just like go right out on your own like um, and we're just like i'm just gonna pick up my guitar and play any place that's gonna take me i did have i had two bands i had one that uh, this i have to cite it because like we thought we were the best um but we were called before the blackout and i was just the guitar player there and i literally came in and i took over for another guitar player it was the most session fill-in musician thing you could get at as a as a 13 year old like budding guitar player um and then i started a metal band with the singer for that band and uh, that was called statue and ashes and that was really cool like we actually played outside of kingston and you know did some did a little bit of touring that was where i discovered because we had a a falling out with our singers most bands do um and uh that was where i discovered that i needed to step up and be the singer because we just didn't want to find another guy you know we had put out so many albums or so many singles with this guy as the lead singer it's like oh crap like I could at least do an impersonation of him because mm. my, my buddy and I would just used to rip on him. So I was like, okay, well, I'll, I guess I'll do that. And um, a couple of years later, just, you know, band fell out. Everybody was leaving high school. Everybody's getting real jobs, quote, yeah. quote unquote. Yeah. And I started, I released a single at the end of that year um, and donated all the proceeds to, I believe it was the Sexual Assault Center Kingston. And um, I was like, okay, I've got a little something here. Like not just with that song, but just like maybe I can go out and make a go of this. And I put a little blues trio together that lasted a year and then just went out and started doing acoustic stuff by myself. And yeah, I I was very lucky, like right at the end where it's like I told my dad I was going to take a year off to make sure that I had all my ducks in a row. Um, And it was like the ending of that high school year where I was about to start my year off. Mm -hmm. 
um, I started making just loads of money and was able to quit my job. Well, loads of money as a as a 19 year old kid. Yeah, I was able to quit my job, and he was like, "Well, you're gonna be okay." He's like, "He's like, I'm not gonna charge you rent, you, but you can, you know." I bought a car and. Um, I was driving to gigs and I was buying new gear and I was putting money into a savings account. I had a tax-free savings account. My dad was like, geez, your mom doesn't even have that. Right wow. Now. So, so you may, you, you'll be all right, I guess. No yeah. debt, no nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. It was oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. I'm interested in the metal, the metal band part. Cause I too yeah. am also a metal head. Oh, nice man. Yeah. So like, what, what, are we talking like metal core? Like, are we talking more like where, I wish. where would you fall on the spectrum of breaking the... Benjamin without the screaming? Oh, I love Breaking Benjamin. Yeah, I man. like Breaking Benjamin too. Yeah, it Breath was... is a great song. Yeah, man. You know, I, I I love the screaming thing. I taught myself how to do it, um, but I just couldn't do it up to par that I wanted to. Um, I was perfectionist enough, I guess, that I didn't want to do anything that I was I was going to embarrass myself mm. at. And uh, so it was mostly like stain style stuff. Chevelle, I was me and uh, Drew was the other guitar player, and my my, my buddy at the time uh, were huge into Chevelle. And yeah. so it was very much in that vein. But I was always like, I'm a big 80s shred guy. So it was always that with a little bit of, uh, I don't know, some, Interesting. some okay. technical stuff underneath. Yeah. Like eight, like thrash, like Metallica. Oh, yeah. Man. Testament or... was my big thing. Testament, yeah, Megadeth, really interesting. Uh, Marty Friedman was my first guy. Uh, and then at, from Testament, uh, I got into jazz because Alex Skolnick went back to school and got his jazz degree. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, I, I, I started studying that. jazz. That's interesting. So, yeah. So you went from metal to jazz. Right into it, yeah. It's so... So this is what I love uh, about music in general. Yeah. So, I mean, we just met before this, but like I have like music notes on my forearm. Yeah. I have a triple cloud. I, I, music has been my life, not in so much of a performance way, but yeah. just in like a emotional feel type way. Yeah, yeah. But what I love the most, so when we talk, we just talk like heavy metal, these fucking burly dudes just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. going into jazz. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to my buddy yesterday, and I'm also really big into 90s hip-hop. Oh, sweet. Um, and uh, we were talking about a documentary called Hip Hop Evolution. I don't know if you ever saw it on Netflix. No. If you're, if you're, I don't know, just musically, it's really interesting. Yeah. But um, hip-hop. Anyways, um, have you heard of Rakim? Um, he was like a big rapper, late 80s, 90s. So no. Like a, kind of one of the most influential, well-known MCs at yeah. the time. He grew up with jazz, okay, and so he put his like his uh, his flow and his like beat selection like on like a jazz beat. Mm -hmm. So he developed so whereas a rapper would always like hit on the beat, mm -hmm. he would go in between the beat. Yeah, so it was just like a totally new yeah. sound on him delivering his That's lyrics. That's crazy. So like the thing I love about music and and people who appreciate music that. And like all forms, not just like I really like country or, or yeah. you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I just really like Taylor, and that's all I want to listen to is Ariana Grande. Yeah, uh, which is fine. Yeah, but like people who really have a deep appreciation for the art is that you can go from all these different things and find an appreciation t from it. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that makes the best. I'm huge into. Whenever people ask me my favorite artist, it's very hard because it like changes every couple of months. Yeah, I'm <laughs> but the same way. I'm huge into Anderson Pack right now, and I'm just mm. just getting into a Dua Lipa kick. And the reason being is because I feel like both their music is if somebody said you write Motown and Motown hadn't existed, and now it's like like for Anderson Pack, I mean. And so for me, it's it's as if Motown didn't exist, and somebody was like, "Oh, Anderson Pack writes Motown," and he was supposed to create this genre as it would sound in 2019. So you wouldn't have the dated 
horn section or anything like during the Smokey Robinson days mm-hmm. or just the lyrical content that they were thinking of or even just the sound of recording with one mic in a, in a room, you would have this super produced, they have Logic Pro and all these big different effects and everything, but he's writing Motown music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Same with Dua Lipa. She writes disco. She just writes yeah. it in 2019. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's it's so cool. I don't know what her influences is uh, influence are influences are, um, but I've just by listening to her music, it sounds like disco, not dance music, not like what we hear quite regularly yeah. on like you know on, on mainstream streaming channels or radio or anything like that. But she writes almost like disco music, like it's a throwback to the instrumentation is like so bassy and it's like a throwback to the Bee Gees and, you know, uh, hot chocolate and stuff like that. And not in an in-your-face way. I love Wolfpack, but not in, like, an in-your-face, like, it's on my sleeve. Like, we are a disco funk band. Yeah. It's like... You just hear that influence come through it. You know what I mean? It's like, and you know it was her and her producer sitting there being like, just up the bass a little bit. Just make it a little bit more punchy because that's that's the sound that I want. And Mm -hmm. that's what separates her from somebody like Billie Eilish, who is also incredible, but yeah, I have, know, I have yeah. a big appreciation for her. She's fantastic. Um, yeah. not just because, and sorry to cut you off, no, no. to jump back into it, but you know, working for a top, you know, like a, a current radio station that's yeah. playing all the hits and you just hear it all the time and all the songs sounds the same, but then you hear Billie Eilish, who's yeah. just doing something different yeah. and making her own path that you know, everyone's usually too afraid to do you like you as a musician, I'm sure like you kind of want to just, it's way easier to follow the flow, right? Like I get my out and I do what they tell me and I I play, they're probably, you're Canadian. So I bet a record person would probably be telling you to do country if you ever want to make it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Like that, right. You just follow the advice because you, all you want to do is just do music for a living and you kind of sell out. I know that's not everybody, but when you have someone like Billie Eilish who has this totally unique sound and i don't even know what to think about it because it's so light and and airy but then like she has like these punchy beats and she's raging on stage i'm like i I don't know what's going on here but like yeah you just see these teenage girls just like foaming at the mouth yeah yeah watching her like it's it's same with lizzo like yo she's kind of doing things her own way which i really I heard appreciate. good as hell for the first time today in my car, and I was like, "This song's good as hell." Yeah, like that's one of those songs you yeah. just like, you know, opens a movie, like, and you're just like, the person's getting ready and all yeah, these good yeah, vibes, yeah. right? And you know, uh, I've seen some criticism of her, like, you know, using a lot of internet cliches, like that type. That's fine. Yeah. Also, you like you have to make money. Like, yeah, you do have to be. Everybody you know, wants their musicians to be so perfect and so unique, but it's like. Yo, I love, I think like, I think Shane Dawson is a YouTube genius, but he clickbaits his titles because I want him to make money. I am okay with that because I want him to make money. It's one of those things you got to do. Yeah. It's just, there's certain aspects of the gig that you you have to do, whether it's, you know, we get that into a second, but to finish thought on Lizzo, you're like, here you have, you know, like a strong, confident woman. Yes. Add to that a person of color. Add to that. You know, someone who doesn't fit the traditional image of yeah. what a pop artist or of yeah. a, a role model, as, as society would, I use air quotes, would say has yeah. to be. And yes, she's out there killing it. And she's telling all these other people that, like, just fucking do your own thing. Yeah. And, like, it can work out. It might not work out, but it yeah. can work out. Yeah. And for me, that's why I look at it. I'm like, I respect yeah. the hell out of something like yeah. that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, know? not everybody's going to have the big machine behind them, but everybody can work really, really hard. That's the thing. It's like working hard is not a talent. You aren't born with it. You know what I mean? It's just, it's something that you work at that, you know, and that's, I think that's where you see people that don't fit the mold of what the machine is pumping out, both looks and sound wise, um, is the dedication and the hard work. And it's, it's, we're making less money both at, at, while well, we're making the same money when we play pub gigs that we were making, you know, 25, 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. Um, but we're making less money now, but we're, able to kind of reach more people with our honesty you know like with by being by doubling down on who we are Mm -hmm. ignoring our weaknesses as long as they're not terrible weaknesses ignoring our weaknesses doubling down on our strengths we're able to kind of reach people and you also get to see like like there's somebody there's more people that look like lizzo and act like lizzo and talk like lizzo that need to know that they're fucking cool yeah you know what i mean and i'm not saying that people that look like ariana grande don't need to know the same thing but it's you know it's the same thing with like the Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter thing. It's the Black Lives that are in jeopardy right now. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. need to help the people that you know don't may not look like Ariana Grande or don't look like Taylor Swift or you know that they're we are the ones that need a little bit of assistance. To know everything's going to be okay. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. Well, the machine only puts out what we what they think we want. Yeah. Right. So. All it takes is one person to break through, yeah, and that that changes the whole machine, yeah, yeah. Because now they're like, oh, now they want this, right? Like society is always going to be one step ahead of what consumerism and corporate, you know, and capitalism can can do in the sense of entertainment and and socially, not necessarily when we're talking economics, yeah. But you know, when now that someone like Lizzo and Billie Eilish have broken through, yeah, and and are big and they're big stars and they're one and two i mean you could even throw in lewis capaldi in there i was just thinking of him as we were a frumpy talking, yeah. looking dude yeah yeah uh doesn't look like he has a lot of star power he just has a really cool voice yeah and you know he's funny and really outspoken on social so media funny. you know but <laughs> so same sort of deal that now that these people break through now the machine is like oh yeah now this is now this is cool yeah. and i think I mean, what it all goes back to, and I've said it numerous times, that we just we're a society starving on on of like a lack of authenticity. Yeah, like we're just so many people yeah. are not our authentically them. Yeah, yeah, and it's really hard to make it, and people want to make it so bad that they're willing to change aspects of their personality. Yeah, whether it's to make it in their job or their career or to pursue some sort of greater power politics trying to land the girl or guy of your dreams yeah right like yeah. you change aspects of yourself to better fit what you think they're going to want 100 percent. then you have like but the the world's most powerful people like and that that we look up to as a society not again not speaking of economics like have all made it just by being authentic yeah and just being really fucking cool yeah you know and you could go through all the years, you know, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, John Lennon, you know, go Prince, yeah, uh, Michael Jackson, yeah, yeah. kind of, yeah, a little, little bit. Yeah. He was too much of himself, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but and then you just you just go up through here, Beyonce, Rihanna, like, yeah, they're just authentically them, mm-hmm. and people were like, follow it, yeah, yeah, and that's all that like that's all we want. But yet, we are always fed this sort of verbal diarrhea 
of like no, this is what you need to be to make it. Yeah, yeah. And you see that on social media a lot right now. Yeah. Well, it's be- I feel like it's because the people that actually run the show like don't know what the fuck is going on. They're just I hanging prom- on for dear life. Promise you, you they're- don't. <laughs> they do not. Holding they on. They you know are I mean? fucking seventy-year-old white dudes <laughs> who are like, "What do kids want?" And like the guys like paddle on a ball and like yeah. no rick like that was the 1940s yeah, when you yeah. were a kid right yeah like, they don't know so they hire some a and r rep to do all the the uh, the searching for them and the a and r rep is like you know maybe maybe closer to our age and sits in chairs backwards because it's the cool thing to do yeah. but also doesn't take a chance on anybody because he's like he is is going to the clubs and listening to the music and so he goes and hears who sounds like that as opposed to finding what the next thing is going to yeah, be yeah and that's why I, there's parts of social media and the internet that I hate. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even a big fan after I hear more and more on what streaming is doing. Yes. It's a double-edged sword where you yeah. can get exposure and found, but yeah. like the payout is ridiculously small. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, now you, you saw it, you saw it with YouTube first, and then you see it with Instagram, you know, with influencers until the rest of the world catches up. But I think it also lends an opportunity to musicians, and I would love for someone to find some sort of platform that you know, just you can be found and make your own living and doing all these things with something that's for artists to buy artists. Yeah. And like, and that's how you make it, right? Like, the internet gives the power for something like that to eventually happen. I don't know what yeah. that is. SoundCloud tried. They tried yeah, really right, hard. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was, there was that, that stream shit. Because like, I think that was what was so great about soundcloud is is it was almost like a 50 50 or 60 40 split where it was mostly artists that were like oh damn that beat was sick i fucks with that like, mm-hmm. like i'll i'm gonna you know i'll reach out to that person and take their beat or just you know buy their beat off them or i'll buy their verse or you know um for hip-hop like soundcloud was great yeah um yeah. and that's the issue is like spotify you don't have that like obviously musicians have it too i'm no hypocrite like mm-hmm. I, I pay 40 dollars every time i release a single to cd baby to put single on spotify and then i also listen to all my music through spotify and apple and you know but it, uh, uh, it's necessary evil yeah yeah you know what i mean it's it's like i don't think i see a lot i see the article i digress a little bit but i see this article shared a lot where it's like stand up to the machine don't release really, resist resist the urge to release your stuff on spotify and it's like why like Amish people aren't having a good time right yeah. now. <laughs> like, but it's like, what else are you going to do? Yeah, like, like uh, we were talking before we turn on the mics, but like, no one's buying CDs. Yeah, you have to change. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's the same way that like, it's I don't like I don't know what what else. It's it's the same reason why there's like seven AM radio stations that st- that are on with like forty four hertz. You know what I mean? And why FM radio took over, and why podcasting is taking over now, mm-hmm. and you know, and and why satellite radio is as is a thing. And and it's like it's because the industry changes. All of it changes. Like we we as musicians are more used to it because we see Elvis come out after the jazz era, and we mm-hmm. see Jimi Hendrix come out after Elvis, and then we see Zeppelin come out after Jimi Hendrix, and people are going what the fuck but it, all of it changes you know the transportation industry like my dad i'm lucky my dad is as old as he is because anybody going into the train industry right now is going to be without a job in another 10 years once elon musk invents the teleporter train that drives itself can't wait for you, that shit you know what i mean <laughs> you know what i mean like like it's all changing you have to change with it like stick with your values stick with your laurels and you'll be okay but you have to be open to the possibility that let, like one day people aren't going to want to buy like like wooden desks anymore like one day plastic is going to be really bad for the environment <laughs> and you're going to have to fucking just suck it up and drink through a paper straw you yeah know? Like, no it's uh it's a big 
it's and if there's one thing I know about humans is we do not like change. No, no. we do not. It, yeah. It's uncomfortable. We like being in our little bubbles yeah. and just kind of like I'm just gonna go to work at nine. I'll get home at five. And I'll make yeah, dinner yeah. and watch the news. And, yeah, we're creatures of habit. I said. Yeah, yeah. And it's comfortable. It's safe. Yeah. And I can tell you, you know, people like they, especially with this the music and entertainment industry. Like we are. Holding on by the like the seat of our fucking pants, like yeah. like with Netflix and all the streaming and Disney Plus and podcast and and all these different avenues of of you know people consuming entertainment, whether it's music or TV or or whatever pod podcasts, YouTube, all that stuff. Like big media, like we can't move fast enough. Yeah, yeah. Like they just they cannot move fast enough to catch up because one you have you know govern governance and and regulations that we that you have to adhere to and yeah. we all know how slow the government moves yeah. yeah it like it takes years like they're just starting to make regulations on internet and telecom yeah which was a problem in 2005. Yeah. And now we're just like, okay, like, and now we're already like light years ahead of that. Yeah. And when you get into the big companies, like it's, it's very hard to react because as soon as like, you know, Netflix has been popular for, I don't know, a decade now, I guess. And you get into, you know, now big media is just starting to be like, Oh, streaming. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. Everyone's starting to do their own. And by the time everyone gets out their own, you're going to completely dilute the process of what made Netflix popular in yeah. the first place. Because yeah. now I'm going to have to own six different things in order to to have the shows or the whatever I want. Yeah. yeah. That someone's going to go create something else. Yeah. And it's going to take another decade for everyone to be like, oh, no, no. First, it's not a problem. Then, oh, it's kind of a problem. And maybe we should work with, like, and then it's like, no, we're just going to do our own thing. And then yeah. all of a sudden, like, everyone's already moved on. And they're like, oh, shit. Right, because there's well, there's a lot at stake. There's, yeah. there's people's jobs. There's lots of money. People like so. No one wants to take a chance on it just yet until yeah. like it's too late. Yeah. And with the internet and with this global communication and, and ability to just access information all the time, like it's just, people have already moved on. Yeah. Before people like catch up. Yeah. So I don't know what that balancing point is of what's going to do it. It's weird, yeah, yeah. Other than like an EMP going off and like just getting rid of all technology, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what'll balance. Honestly, it. Yeah. sometimes I wish that would happen. To be honest with you, as yeah, beneficial as it's been, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 everything comes with pros and cons, and right now I'm finding it hard to balance. With. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, as a marketer, I'm interested. Um, you know, I talk with this too, just trying to figure out the podcast and how to get that into, you know, people's ears and and people to discover it. Like, how do you do that? with me like your music yeah. um like how, like how do you go about trying to market yourself um i take my music seriously but i don't take myself seriously so i look at it as the same way that i feel like the rock star mythos is dying um along with all of our rock stars to be quite honest when you look back at the last couple of years um people don't want to idolize their musicians or their media celebrities anymore as much as they want to like get to know them and be friendly with them. So I double down on who I am as a person and then just disperse that personality trait throughout all of my social media. And I give a different fragment um, in a sense to each um, platform. So on LinkedIn, you're going to get a more professional like, wow, like, wow, I miss the summer 
summer wedding series. If you're looking for a musician to perform at your wedding, get in touch at at Logan. Brett. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, or yeah, you're yeah. gonna get more business tips and stuff like that on my Twitter because Twitter is so like it's out there and then it's out there. Mm-hmm. I have I don't put my controversial opinions up there, um, but my more like snarky, sarcastic humor that lent Twitter lends itself to very well that goes up there Instagram you're gonna get you know you're, you're a lot of pictures you're gonna get some funny photos you're gonna get photos of me playing the guitar you know and Facebook is gonna be you know I have jokes on my personal page I have jokes on my actual Facebook page and then there's also it, sandwiched with all that of course is music because that is what what I do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it's all about getting people to like me because that's that's what I want to do I mean even as a person I want you to I don't want you to like I don't want to get in my car and then have you lock up the studio here and then be like, wow, that was a fucking asshole. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's the same thing with, with on the internet. I want people to like me. Mm-hmm. So I want to give you as much of my personality and all of my personality as possible. You have to have a line. Um, but yeah, like I, I, so my thing is I just like to double down on me. Is it mm-hmm. the greatest? Like I could probably try harder and color coordinate my Instagram. But then again, there's also how much of me do you want in there? There's a, portion of me that I don't like to do anything if I can't do it on myself (laughs) yeah so if I have to log into my Mac and open up my picture editor you're gonna get maybe one post you know you're gonna get a consistent week of really good posts and then after that I'm gonna be like "Ah." (laughs) yeah here's a selfie like yeah yeah. no it's too and that goes back to what we're saying about the uh, like kind of the the selling out or the the stuff that you don't want to do but you sometimes have to do and i find that with social media because really it's the only aside from like buying advertising which a lot of people aren't in yeah and and in, in in have the ability to do so they're not yeah. they don't have the funds whatever so you have that but and other than just like playing shows and yeah. just getting your music out there like you don't have anything other than social media with yeah like, like with the podcast that's all i have to do is to try to get it out there, social yeah. media. Yeah. And I fucking hate it. Oh, dude, it was the worst. When I was, <laughs> I uh, there was a time when I was only doing podcasting. I took like a two, three months off of music just because I had become overwhelmed and fell out of love with it a little bit. And there was a, t- a time period where I was just doing podcast stuff, and I was like, I didn't know what to do with myself because at least I can I can learn songs, I can take photos, I can do promo, I can upload covers on YouTube, I can upload guitar lessons. Like there's so much content for me at least that I can do and I'm sure if I dove into it a little bit more with podcasting you can do as well. Mm-hmm. With podcasting I didn't know what to do. I I would post my my one Instagram post, I would post my my two Facebook posts and my three tweets per day. Uh, and then I wouldn't know what to do with myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would make my content, you know, my quotes from the podcast, my little video clips with the words, and then and I that's would be so, like, "That's time consuming as hell." Too. I don't even know what to do after this. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, should I record another ten episodes? Like, uh, what am I gonna? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, and then you have to like follow all the rules and yeah. and to fit in the algorithm and oh, and stuff man. like that. Like, it's just it's so much. Yeah, and then you know, when you're trying to balance other things with your life, like I'm just like. But like, I can't. Like, yeah. I can't. I can't just sit there and post every day. Yeah. Just to try to grow it. Just to do stuff like that. Like it's. We're lucky to have it yeah. and to have the avenue, but to actually have it work and be discovered off of it, it's. It is nearly impossible, especially on the Facebook, Instagram platforms. Yeah. Because they're really all about you got to pay for this shit. Yeah. In order yeah. to get 
reach. Absolutely. Um, so for that organicness, you know, like it, it's just really hard. You need people to like trade the pot. You need people to trade your content the way that we used to trade like baseball cards. A little bit, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's it goes back to subscribing to who you are as a person. You know what I mean? Like there's definitely, you know, interview format podcasts. There's a million of them out at this mm -hmm. point. Guys that play covers or, you know, guys that guys with beards that play the acoustic guitar. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. millions of them. People need to subscribe to you and me and then want to support us as people. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's I think where that comes. Yeah. In, so. You know, I you're, you're right. You got to double down on yourself. And yeah. one like one strength that I have is I'm very friendly and I'm yeah, I'm, I'm always willing to help people. Yeah. So I'm able to get like strategic partnerships with people mm -hmm. out of this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which is helpful. Yeah. Um, it's it's just it's such a grind to try to. Thankfully, like you know, I'm not relying on us to do it as like a, a living. Like one day, I would love to have it as. That. Yeah. Yeah. If I ever get the, if I don't ever get there, like I'm not disappointed. Like yeah. I just I do it as a hobby because it's fun. Yeah, yeah. You get to talk to interesting people and and just talk about interesting things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, someone like you, like your livelihood is dependent on this. Yeah, yeah. You for know, sure, yeah. That, yeah. So I I probably am in my head quite a bit about. Yeah, like <laughs> that's like you know myself out there that's much sure. so much more difficult. Yeah. So it seems to me like it's not really necessarily you're not following like the influencer handbook on. No. Trying to. <laughs> To grow your brand. No. I, like, I, I recognize that I am a brand as soon as I, as soon as, like, Log the name Logan Brown goes on a poster, I am as much a brand as I am a person, especially mm -hmm. with this, like, tightrope that I walk where, like, my social media persona is just me. It's an extension of myself. Mm -hmm. I'm not doctoring anything up. I... You know, sometimes I, I beg Taylor to bust out her Nokia and the knowledge that she has as with professional photography to take nicer photos of me mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, get rid of that zit above my forehead. But other than that, it, it what you see is kind of what you get. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, like, it's, a, it's an if you build it, they will come scenario as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean? Like, there's people get sponsors on podcasts and we'll talk about, like, nothing as well as like people that have like specific avenue take their you know the people that take their podcasting so seriously and edit out everything and stick to the topic of what you know my podcast is called uh plastic water bottles and why it's bad and i have 100 episodes on plastic water bottles i got they got sponsored by meundies just as well as like joe rogan did who realistically just like he has a brand now because you know he makes like I think he did make some stupid number, like $10 million a month off of his podcast. Um, but uh, he really is just talking to cool fucking people. That's all it you know, is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, he, he even as a brand now is more of a motivational speaker than a comedian. Probably didn't want that. <laughs> he probably wasn't thinking about yeah, that. Yeah, in you know a way. I mean? um, yeah. It's it's funny how controversial he is. Yeah. Um, but when I listen to him... Do I agree with everything he says? Like, absolutely not. But yeah. like, there's sections of the internet that like, like, despise him. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's interesting because I'm like, if you listen to everything he says, like, sure, maybe you don't agree with his his take on like, I don't necessarily agree with his take on mental health. Yeah, um, you know, you like, depressed, just work out, man. Yeah, just exactly. Out, man. Right, <laughs> take some DMT. Um, <laughs> you need to trip balls more. Dude. Do I think working out? helps yeah. like absolutely 100 percent. and some of the things he has merit 
and saying that you know yeah. like being lazy is obviously going to make you more depressed all that stuff yeah for sure but that's not the whole picture it's yeah like you can't just work out a mental illness away yeah that type of thing so i disagree with them on that um the trans athlete thing yeah like that's, that's a controversial a touch, yeah, opinion a right subject, like yeah. and he's very vocal about that which he's fun. in the sports industry so i understand yeah, yeah and but... then you know his that he talks to people on the left and right um yeah People don't like that because you're giving people a platform. But when you listen yeah. to what, like him talk and what he says to people and he calling people out and you know, like it's, I'm like, he's not really that controversial. Yeah, and he no. doesn't. He challenges people too. Like he that's does. when he sits down with somebody, he, he more than often disagrees with them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's yeah. Like he'll call out Ben Shapiro and he'll call out yeah, you know Milo. Yanalopoulos or yeah. Alex Jones, which I fucking love the Alex Jones interviews. Yeah. Oh man, the like, last one was so funny. They're just bananas, <laughs> and not because I think that he has very good opinions. I'm just like, this is hilarious. It's so funny, dude. Like, you know? honestly, like you got to pour yourself a glass of whiskey and and like listen to yeah. that because when he gets to the like, we keep the babies warm <laughs> and like, man, that I cried yeah. laughing. And he's talking about he's talking about an actual thing that happened. Like I watched the interview with, with the senator he's talking yeah. about afterwards. But like, it's the way he explains it because everything is a conspiracy theory. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this water bottle's purple because the Clintons are are sleeping with the aliens and they invented the color purple. And lizard people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but like that's just the time we live in where if you don't stick to a narrative, yeah, you're you're off you get off track like you're you're yeah. not on the team and you're labeled as something outside of it yeah which is interesting i'm interested too many teams sorry i cut yeah. you off no no it's it is, okay it's too many teams man which is it, i'm always interested in hearing this from people of color because yeah. you know if you look on twitter the way i envision it is like you're the way Twitter works in that space is you're supposed to be indoctrined into thinking a certain way yeah. and everything's supposed to be that way. Yeah. Like as a person of color who I'm sure has experienced racism or, and sure. bullying and all yeah. that, like where do you, do you find like, do you find social media or it's like the discourse we're in right now, like pulling you in a certain direction? Like, do you subscribe to a lot of it? Like, yeah. I'm I'm open to the conversation. Like, whatever it, it, it is, you know? It pulls me center more than anything else. And I know, like, I don't like the idea of being 100% centrist just because I do think of that quote that's like, you know, when they came for my neighbors, I said nothing. When they came for my, you know, and when yeah, they came for yeah. me and there was no one, nobody left to, to say anything. Um, uh, I don't like subscribing to centrist, but I definitely, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't consider myself, like, on team black man, but, like, I don't know, man. Like when I play like Left for Dead, I play the I play the black character. You know what I mean? Like when when I when I play Call of Duty, I, I or you know or any or Fallout, like I'll make my character black. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's 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 an automatic thing for me. I don't think about it as like being on a team or anything like that. Um, and the thing is, is like I understand where people that are like, oh, you snowflakes don't know how to not get offended. Um, first off, first of all, you cried over Don Cherry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like like he fucking cried over Don Cherry. Um, but it was it wasn't that long ago that like it, first off, like fifty years ago, I wouldn't exist. Like a white mom and or a white dad and a black mom. Right. Nope. You know what I mean? Let alone like forty years ago I wouldn't have been able to go to a water fountain, the same water fountain as you you know what I mean? Like yeah. I like tensions are high because we've been given a little bit of the power and i say we i don't mean we and you but like tensions are high because people of color feel like they've been given a little bit of the power back i also think it isn't 
usually people of color like it's very vocal people's uh people of color sometimes on twitter that have been given a blue check mark why i don't know <laughs> i have no idea i don't mm -hmm. know what they do um it's some very vocal people of color but it usually is like very white knight no pun intended but it's like some very white knight white folks that are like i like that one lady that was like when's a good time to go see black panther uh the marvel movie because i don't want to take away this experience from any black it's like Fuck up! <laughs> like, what do you do? Go see the goddamn movie because it's a hundred billion dollar comic book movie, and like, yes, it's it's awesome that it's a mostly black cast, and uh, you know, it's it's, uh, but like, there's it's uh, he runs around in a panther suit. You know what I mean? Like, did you even watch Roots, motherfucker? <laughs> like, that's that's a black power movie. Yeah. Like, you know, watching Chadwick Boseman and Michael B. Jordan beat the shit out of each other for two hours is it's not a black power movie. You know, from me. You know, mm -hmm, I'm speaking. Mm -hmm. I'm speaking from my perspective. Obviously, this is my opinion. Yeah, I'm saying, it, of course. Yeah, I just, I definitely like. I do feel myself going. I, I'm always leaning one way until I go whoa. You know, like I am like I'm like left. Like yeah, man. Like we got it now you know like yeah like I, i'll see stuff that's like like you know some memes on facebook or little quotes from like you know my brothers and sisters that are like out there really promoting and, and uh eloquently talking about why they feel so strongly about black history month or being a black person living in today's culture and being so outspoken about it and then you get somebody that says like you know if you don't like jamaican food it's because you're racist and your palate is like is a nazi and it's like Okay, I'm gonna lean right a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna lean a, a little bit more right until we get to immigrants are causing all the problems and they're the Come ones taking all our jobs. Back, and I'm like, yeah. you know, like so it's it's not left, it's not center, it's more like zigzag until. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I feel politically. I, I like totally agree, and you know, I think I always like to talk about this stuff because I I learn from so many different perspectives. So like a big thing for me was uh, that the the color blindness mm -hmm. topic. Yeah, and I, I had a discussion about that with someone who really believed in it. And, yeah, and you know why is this problematic? Here's my perspective, and it was no, it was a great conversation. Yeah, um, because that like that's always been a hard one for me to grasp. Yeah, that I don't want to to view people as you know necessarily different races. Like I, yeah. I want to just like. Are you a good person? Do you care? Do you do you good do good things? And yeah, you're a good dude or yeah. you're a good lady, whatever. But I also want to be culturally sensitive to the things that are going on. That, I think that's important. That yeah, don't yeah. affect me, right? Yeah. And I want to understand and I want to learn from it. And yeah. you know, and then you, but then I get caught in the, you know, uh, you get called all these different things. You know, like then I'm a. Uh, what it like I'm a, a, I'm not an ally because I I yeah. think this one way or I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I was born white so I'm inherently a Nazi and racist you know <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I'm just colonial yeah. and stuff yeah. and you know like you're giving all your power to trying to understand these topics because it is heavy conversations yeah. and there's a lot to unpack and it's not just excuse the pun but black or white there's a yeah. lot of nuance to this discussion and everyone yeah. kind of has like an individual perspective yeah like so many people probably disagree with me listening to this or i've offended people but like, or, you know what i mean but it's like this you look is at my the, perspective yeah as a, as a mixed race dude like 
I'm I'm the mole. I am the the secret agent that can yeah, on both sides. <laughs> that's like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, oh, I don't know about right? that. Right, but you then know, you'll like, have pe- yeah, and people calling you out that you're like a white sympathizer, like yeah, you know, yeah, or yeah. you're you're a sellout, or I don't want to say some of the words I see, but there's some people I follow on Twitter that yeah. are like black conservatives. Yeah, yeah, and. You know, they get eviscerated. Yeah, yeah. You know, like they're kind of evil for everybody. I like, I like little, I, I don't hear this one very often, but I like little Debbie. White on the inside, oh, black on the outside. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, that's I, good. That's good. That one was a big Or an uh, Oreo. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've that, heard that, that one. was a big one. In, uh, Twinkie was a big one in the Asian community where it was like, okay. uh, for, um, I don't think it's it's like politically correct to say yellow anymore, obviously for obvious reasons, but it used yeah. to be white on the inside, yellow on the outside, and then it became Little Debbie was one that way they would use for like people like Obama. He talks a lot like them. He looks like us, but he talks like them. It's like there's no them or us, dude. Like, <laughs> like yeah, it's it's tough, and I yeah. and I get it in a way. I don't get it, but in a way, like I just I you're right. I see what's happening, yeah. and you know, like, and I've said it before, like people, you know. What's been being taught, discussed, mm-hmm. has been going on for generations. Yeah, nothing is new. But before, you'd only hear about it on the six o'clock news, and barely that would probably ever get any coverage. Yeah. Right, the civil rights movement is the exception. Yeah, but like people have been, you know, going on about like the injustices and and, and inequalities forever. Yeah. You know, I was watching Hip Hop Evolution last night, and um, it was talking about the the rise of West Coast gangster rap, and you you go into the Rodney King and L.A. riots, mm-hmm. right, yeah. like. The stuff is there's a point in every decade where you could point to that was an escalation of these race relations. Yeah. You know, so this to me, nothing's new. But what we have now is social media where everyone has a voice mm-hmm. and you can finally be heard. And some people abuse that power and some yeah. people use that power for good. And some people are making an honest effort to try to bridge gaps and, and educate people while not also being a bully or insulting or harassing as well. Right. You know, it's unfortunate, but like not everyone is ever going to get on the train. It it, it sucks. Yeah. But like, there's just nothing you can do to make someone who's racist really see race, like see racism. Right. Like they have to discover that for themselves. They're never just going to be like, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. It happens, but not all. So it's like, and I would love your perspective on this because like my thing is like when you're talking about it, like you, you almost can't focus on them Yeah. because nothing's going to change. It's like you have to, and even saying that it's like, well, but like they're the ones who are causing violence and, and all that stuff and hate and, and crimes and all that stuff. Yeah. But when you're just purely talking about the education aspect and this, this discourse, you have to be talking to people who like agree that racism is bad. Yeah. But need to understand what it looks like in all this forms. Yeah. Well, it's like it's a forgive and forget type of thing. Or it's a forgive and don't forget type thing. You know, like we, we're really good, especially nowadays where everybody's a life coach. Like we're really good <laughs> at like understanding like, oh, this bad thing happened to you. Like you don't trust this person anymore for this, this reason, this reason, this reason. For yourself, you have to forgive and move on. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean you can, tr- you have to trust that person again. Doesn't mean you have to let that person into your life. But for yourself, you have to forgive and move on. And everybody is like, that's such great advice like this is wonderful this this advice saved my marriage you know but on a society level it's like no <laughs> it, yeah. it's like it's it's really strange and like i don't know man i, I it's yeah it, it's 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 weird it's weird i i see it i see it a lot um i definitely think it there is like a loud minority that 
are on either side that are doing the screening sure. match. Most people are like you and me are either center or doing the zigzag thing. That like everyone agrees like racism is a problem. Yeah, yeah. Right? And we can like, all agree that racism is bad. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right, like Yeah. You know. And you know, it's just you have people who try to live like a good life. Yeah. All of a sudden being called evil and racist, right? Yeah. Like white people especially. Now when we're talking about like like uh structural racism or what i can't remember what the correct term is that's the problem with like a live podcast but like oh yeah institutional racism um stuff like that you know that's a hard one for people to grasp yeah yeah and i do not disagree that it's not an issue yeah it is an issue yeah but i can also promise you that going after people being like you're like you're the worst person in the world because you're white and this thing yeah that's not gonna unfortunately not if you know anything about psychology and change like behavioral patterns, like that's never going to change someone's opinion. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like that's actually going to create a little more resistance because your whole life you're just like, I'm a good person. You know, I don't make charity. Da, 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 da. And like someone's just like, you're racist. And you're like, no, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you are. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, what, what? Yeah. You know, it's it just, there needs to be much more calm discourse. Yeah and and rational there's a time for outrage don't get me wrong like there is there is a time for like outrage yeah but you're, you're right because what yeah. i what i like what i was gonna say is it's uh like a big thing like when i say that i yeah. also have to be cognizant of the fact that there sometimes isn't because people's lives are on the line yeah right like police brutality i think that was a perfect time that was a good time for rioting and people getting fucking mad and you seeing like tons of videos on the internet of like this is what it's actually like to be like us you know what i mean um and on the flip side yeah you know like calling out your your 97 year old grandmother for being racist because she said the word oriental and it's like yo man just like let her live the 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 next three years like feeling like she did all right you know right like so I, when I, you know, we have people like Rogan talks about all the time, the marketplace of ideas and stuff like that. Yeah. You got to let it sort out. I'm like, yeah, you do. But like people's lives, like some of these, like, you know, like trans people or, or low income people, like people's lives are literally on the line. Yeah. Yeah. Muslims. Yeah. Like people's lives depend on shit being changed because people are being murdered and killed for being the way they are. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I have to sit. And that's where this discussion just—it interests me because there's so moving parts, right? Yeah. Like one hand, all the things we're saying are right, but then on the other hand, a lot of the rage is justified. Yeah. And you know, like I said, people's lives are on the lines, and it really matters that things change. Yeah, yeah. Indigenous people in Canada, oh, yeah, um, yeah. right? Like it matters that shit changes. Yeah, yeah. Like, but like the way we're going about it, like it just—it's not gonna get change. At least at this rate, it's just yeah. that's and that's why I get so fascinated with talking about it because yeah. it's just there's so many elements to it. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And yeah. like, I guess that's my privilege that I, don't, I get to get sit here and talk. Yeah, about we can it. just yeah, we can just talk about it. Part, yeah. part about yeah. you know that I'm not affected by it, but I'm literally staring at clean water right now as we're talking right. about like indigenous. Yeah, and yeah. like, there's a stupid percentage of the world that doesn't like have a have the opportunity to even have clean water. Right here yeah. in Canada. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, so it's crazy, man. It's, crazy. it's uh, I don't know. It's I I on I'm, I'm just I'm, interested isn't the right word, but just seeing where the world goes with this. Yeah. And where we where we choose to make changes. Yeah, absolutely. Because I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who's gonna win. Because you look at Don Cherry. 
you look at that whole incident that happened, and I haven't really talked about it. In support of them, you know, right? Yeah. And when you look at across the world, yeah, and 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 I'm going to talk about like developed countries, yeah, the Germanys, the Swedens, the Frances, the Canada's U.S., whatever. If you look at election results, yeah, right wing conservatism, like it's if it's not winning, it's real close. Yeah. No left wing leaning government is really like running away with things. Yeah. I mean even and certain, Canada didn't yeah. Well didn't conservatives sh- yeah. technically won the Yeah, yeah. They, they right? got more more people voted conservative yeah, than But for, yeah. you go by be, that's why we have the electoral ride it, right? Yeah. You vote for your MP and we had more seats. Yeah. Same with the the electoral well, I guess like Hillary in 2016 won. Like uh, the next election, the American elections, will be really interesting. Yeah, I'm. It scares me a little. Yeah, bit, and it's know? gonna be a fucking hell of a year listening to yeah, it and yeah. and watching the results. But I mean, Democratic, like, de- like the Democrats won the popular vote. Yeah, but it wasn't by like it was like four fifty two forty eight. Yeah, for like right, it wasn't like it was like eighty twenty. Yeah, yeah. There is a super large population that believes in this. The, the shit. Yeah. Right? And, like, what does that say? So, when we go look at Don Cherry, I would argue that most people were more pissed off yeah. that he got fired yeah. than what he actually said. Yeah. They look at him, well, he's looked at, like, some Canadian icon because people, like, you look back and you just see, like, all the, like, nobody remembers all those, and they're coming out of the woodwork, all those interviews pulled up where he's hated immigrants for decades well like it was french it, there was russians yeah there was like, now you're going you know, to this he, he like he doesn't like people <laughs> you know <laughs> what i mean and, and he was looked at like some great canadian because he supported our veterans which is that's awesome but mm-hmm. you can do that and also not be a piece of shit yeah um and yeah it's, it's really strange like the yes if all he said was the you people thing maybe he deserved like some time off and a slap on the wrist but that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Like, he has been a champion for get them out, you know, uh, since, yeah. you know, since I've known about Don Cherry. You yeah, know what I mean? for so sure. It's, it's at least, like... Did you ever play hockey or anything? No. Okay, no. so, like, you were never really looking at Cherry on a Saturday night, like, yeah. listening to every word. Like, he wasn't that kind yeah, of icon yeah. for you. Yeah. Um. Well, like, I don't know how much you follow, but, like, so we're we're recording this on, on Tuesday, the 26th. Mm-hmm. Um, did you hear uh, the stuff about Mike Babcock? No. So you know he he got fired, and now stuff's coming out of the woodwork that he nothing racist, but he did some like shady shit. And like the story that broke was um, Mitch Marner, who was a rookie. Like Babcock made him rank every player from hardest working to least hardest working. Oh, wow. and then read it to the rest of the team. So, right? Like, That's so right. there was that. So now all these stories. Now, the broke last night a, a player who was born in Nigeria, uh, lived in Ukraine for a bit, then came over to Canada. Um, his name's Bill Peters. He's the coach of the Calgary Flames. Mm-hmm. And the guy tweeted out last night while Calgary was playing a game, like, not surprised the things about Babcock got released. His, his protege, which was Bill Peters, mm-hmm. um, like, I guess, like, came into the room one day and they were playing hip-hop music and it was like turn off this like n-word shit oh wow like said it just in the middle of the room to him now and now more story like people are like no he definitely did that yeah, like, yeah. said that to him and said it to the guy not like just gen- well, 
bad enough in general, right? Yeah, you walk yeah. into the room and say that. Yeah. But you said it to the guy, why you play it like this, this yeah. stuff. And now, like, other abusive things are, are being, uh, like, he kicked a player or something. Like, kind of, oh, a guy wow. said, like, kicked a player on the bench in the back. Now all this, so, like, all these stories are, like, coming out of, like, this, inst- the, the, when we talk about institutional racism and mm-hmm. and abuse of power and, and all these misogyny and, and homophobia and xenophobia, like, Man, I'm a hockey player and I love the game of hockey, but it's entrenched. Yeah. Because hockey is a game from small town lads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, growing up, I had one black kid in my entire town pretty yeah. much for the entirety of my life. Like I didn't understand any of this stuff, right? You're not around it. You're not exploited to different, not exploited, that's the wrong word. Um, Like an introduced yeah, yeah. to other cultures and other ethnicities and all that stuff right like it's yeah, just your absolutely. white friends and all that stuff right so like hawk like it's it's it is a problem and now it's all coming out like the snowball yeah yeah it's since that don cherry thing yeah. like it's rolling well, people dig man like people like also get a hobby but people like as soon as like they get a little nugget they just try to find as much as they possibly can yeah you're you know going I mean? back in tweets and yeah yeah you know this incident was in 2010 yeah and i've always had this thing i'm like that balance of do, how far do we go back to to take people out? Yeah, because you know? sometimes you you get like like poor taste jokes that were s- kind of funny back in the day. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and conte- like you look at blackface or like contextually, like were they super wrong? Like looking at it in today's lens, yes, it, for sure, hundred like, percent. But yeah. like back then, no one was talking about it, and yeah. I, like that's a a fault of our own that we weren't yeah talking about it and and that stuff. But like. Yeah, like Brazil nuts used to be called N-word toes. Or what was the, uh, you know, like that, there like, was like candy, like my parents said they would buy that were like N-word babies. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I don't even want, I, I don't feel, I don't feel comfortable saying the word. No, I know. In any yeah. context, yeah. really. Um, but like, yeah, it was always bad. But like back then, like people didn't, like just didn't understand the, the gravity of what they were doing. Yeah. So do we go back and take it? Like, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what we should do because at the same time where there was a time where I was like super like, no, yeah, we don't. But then I'm like, well, if I found out like you raped someone like 20 years ago, should I not? Or you murdered somebody. Should I not be like, no, like you need to answer for those. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. So now I find myself like I'm just always on this. This whole discussion for the last couple of minutes is just like this this balancing act of where I'm trying to find the line of where yeah what yeah. the right way to be is yeah yeah because you have so many different it is weird man yeah areas yeah and then I have an employer that I have to watch like everything I think and say because I don't want to lose my job yeah yeah of right? course yeah, and, yeah like that's always a possibility yeah. Yeah. So you have to be really. I can't, I can't imagine how stressful that is. You know what I mean? Cause well, because you just don't. Most know. of the bars that I play are in small towns, so I can say whatever <laughs> yeah, I want. Yeah, and everyone's yeah. like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm so I bet you couldn't say I'm glad Cherry got fired. Huh? Yeah, Probably yeah. Gets kicked out. Yeah, yeah. I would get um, my pay taken. But like, because what I think I'm, I'm saying is fine today. Like I'm just I'm just trying to be honest, and but I'm also opening to learning. And and like if someone's ever to call me up, be like that wasn't okay. Yeah. Like p- like let's talk. Please, yeah. I'm please always, tell me. Like, open for that stuff yeah. uh absolutely but like what i'm saying now what if people find this 10 years later yeah 
And like now, and what we like, said was like so shitty. Oh yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And then just don't throw the label. You know, like I'm open to the conversation, but it's like my name is Logan. It's not racist Logan. It's not homophobic Logan. Yeah. It's not transphobic Logan. My name is Logan, and let's talk. Like, what did I say? Why was it so bad? I'll learn. Yeah, you know. And that's like a it's like the whole outrage culture and cancel culture. Like, yeah, I'm not a fan of it because it just doubles like it further separates us because the people who defend it double down and and dig their heels in and they're like this is the this is the hell i'm gonna die on yeah right like figuratively but like maybe literally it's a power thing too though like people that i feel like like people that think like that are taking what little power that they have on social media and being so quick with that block button and so quick with the word racist that it's like because it's given like the Dude. word racist has had its power taken away from it completely, but it's also like has so much power behind it as well because you can watch people in real time react to that word with so much virile like anger, you know, yeah. like visceral. It's such a visceral reaction to. Yeah, it, you know, that's a that's a, like a really good point because I was going to ask like, do you find like I find the word Nazi and the meaning diluted? Oh yeah, a little bit of cry wolf, right? Yeah, like, that, like everyone's bit, just yeah. throwing away that that term. Yeah, right. And when you think what about a Nazi was like they like they four million people right yeah like, like, man like if not more yeah like that should be a heavy word yeah so should racist yeah you know but the definition of racism has kind of changed yeah right before it was like overt racism are yeah. you are you the guy inciting that puts violence? the white hood on his mask yeah you know, right like, he's a racist yeah you know? you're like, inciting violence you're calling people like derogatory terms yeah. but now people are racist for not liking jamaican food yeah right so <laughs> The the term is changing, and like we were talking about earlier, like change happens. Yeah. And if that's the route that society goes, and we determine yeah. that these things are going to be racist, like we all have to abide by it. There's, we're not going to be able to fight it. Yeah. But you know, if it doesn't change, like you kind of dilute. Like if you're just going to throw around and call everyone a racist. Yeah. You know, like I said, like people are going to get real defensive about that because yeah. they don't genuinely believe they're racist. Yeah. That they're just like. Like I love everybody. Like I just like I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And even saying that is like to some people racist. Yeah, yeah. I that, mean, look at what is what's the line in that the Christmas song now? John Lennon's Christmas song is now racist. Yellow and red ones for yellow and red mm. ones. Like that's that's not cool to say anymore. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's like, but that song is about like the meaning behind that song is so pure and so beautiful. Of like everyone should be able to see like like you are enjoying your christmas right now while people are starving in other countries like what's wrong with, you know what i mean and it's like he was on your side man <laughs> he's on your side yeah so, it's a know, big it's, one it's, yeah it's weird well it's a, that's a good point yeah you can't say that shit anymore no man I, that's not a but then yeah we can still have washington redskins edmonton eskimos um it's, it's you know all these like i just i don't get it and we don't have the leadership yeah. for someone to, like, just, like, steer us. Yeah. Well, it's, money's a big thing as well. I think that's a reason why people are that are on the hard, hard left are so visceral with the way that they, like, approach people that they feel are racist is because they'll never have the power that the person that owns the Redskins. That's, like, he's got – or that right. person has hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, like if you called him a racist online, he would, like <laughs> – and like take a, a million dollar bill to wipe the tears from his laughter off of his face. Like you're not gonna hurt him. But There's well, nothing, you know, like they it's... did have uh, Donald. Was it Donald Sterling? I think the Clippers owner oh, a few yeah. years ago. Do you remember that story? Uh, his girl, his girlfriend leaked a tape mm-hmm. 
uh, like a recorded phone call that was basically like, you can hang out with your black friends and do all this stuff, but don't post it to your social media. Oh wow! Yeah, I can't. I didn't. I can't believe I did. So, I didn't so they banned him wow. and like made him sell the team. Well, good. Um, I'm wrong. There so, you go. I, in real time, I was just proven wrong. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So. But like that's the only case they've ever keep heard being of. Keep being terrible, hard left. Like yeah. keep keep calling people random, like racist. It's not necessarily like it doesn't work. It's just what's the line are we gonna draw of who we're gonna take down? Yeah, yeah. Like, are we gonna take it? And if this is the route it goes, then that's the route it goes. Yeah. But like, are we gonna take down every? person who's white that is in some sort of position of power like do they all have to go down for a society to be yeah to be good yeah i don't know i'm sure some people feel that way yeah that's their that's their prerogative that's fine like i don't i don't know yeah um it's weird man all i can say is this whole shit is bad for my mental health yeah yeah <laughs> yeah this shit's bananas and then that's yeah. it that, that that also gets lost in it because yeah. i can easily turn it around to being like well it's great that you guys are all talking about this but like you have no concern for mental health of people. Yeah. Like, and, I was such said, a cool oh. dude when I got up this morning and, you know, I had showers feeling myself. You know, I got put my beard oil in and I logged on and I'm a racist transphobe and I shut the computer off and I went back to bed. You we know? joke like, about it, but that kind of happened. Yeah, man. To me, like, like I got lost in this the Twitter sphere yeah. of that conversation. Yeah. And I got so obsessed with it because I'm like, I do all these great things and I am not a terrible person, Twitter. Yeah. And, yeah. like, I was just like, I was like... I, I was in such a bad headspace until yeah. I got snapped out of it. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah. I'm back in therapy because of this. Oh, that's crazy, man. Um, yeah. So uh, you can make arguments in all these different areas for what's right and what's wrong. But yeah. in my lens, I'm like, this shit is so bad for my mental health. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I can't take being called a terrible person by people I don't know, which yeah. is a, a strange thing to say. That yeah. like these people aren't even directing these things at me yeah and i don't even know them that's the problem but like i'm taking this to heart being like i am not terrible yeah that's the problem though like i've seen this i see the joke and i've laughed at it a hundred times but like the karen thing like people would be like oh that's such a karen thing to do if you have a certain haircut or it's like some poor woman named karen who's probably like the nicest lady on the planet probably black maybe with a shaved head doesn't do anything that the quintessential karen mom thing does her name is now you know what i mean her name is now like roastable kyle does nothing but drink monster and ride a skateboard, right, Kyle? It's like yeah. some poor dude named Kyle who's like a philanthropist and like you know rescuing baby koalas yeah. <laughs> in the in the sub-Saharan Africa. You know what I mean? Or like like I remember uh, being in high school when the South Park Ginger episode got oh, released. Yeah, and the next day people were like all over me, and I didn't see it. Yeah, I was like. What the hell? Like, people are all after me. People are kicking me. People are like, are you taking over the world? It's fucked, man. Like, getting bullied. Yeah. I'm like what, the, like, what happened? And then my buddy's like, oh, you didn't see South Park last night? I'm like, "Yeah, no. Oh, it was a Ginger episode. I was like, whoa. And I, then all of a yeah. sudden, I mean, Gingers have always been kind of like, you know, it goes back to the, like, beaten, like a yeah. redheaded stepchild, right? Yeah. Like, that dude who made that Gingers Do Have Souls video didn't help your case either. No, he did not. <laughs> He did not help y'all, man. No, he didn't. <laughs> but that's a kid who was probably going through all this stuff, Yeah, no, right? for sure. Like, Poor in, guy. In you, know? This, you know, and like you go back, like gingers were burned at the stake for witchcraft and like there was like, yeah, man. genocide. Yeah. Not, not necessarily genocide, but killings because you were ginger. Yeah. And a redhead and impurity and all yeah. that stuff. And it's like, and then all of a sudden this episode came and then it's like, yeah, I'm getting bullied. I'm like, what the hell? And yeah. then it's not bad, like, now. Like, it was bad for, like, two years. Well, because, but... like, Bill Burr is your poster guy now. And ah, nobody, but he's nobody... bald now. <laughs> we lost him. 
All I have is that's true. Ed Sheeran and Carrot Top and <laughs> and Prince Harry. Yeah, yeah. So, but it, it's interesting. Yeah, that like uh, the way we pile on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Something happens, we pile on. We yeah. just jump on it. Yeah. Like, okay, boomer. Yeah. Millennials. You know, right? The like, okay, boomer thing. I've been real hesitant about jumping on because it's a class thing, not a boomer thing. I find. You know what I mean? Like, like. Your enemy, because uh, I'm maybe, I, again, I play bars in the country. Most of my clientele, air quotes, are boomers. And they're the coolest people. They're awesome. Like, I play house parties. Like, like the boomers in Perth are a different breed of the boomer in Ottawa. Boomers in Perth have, like, long-ass hair, make flower crowns. Like, they're the, they, they went to skip college to go to Woodstock. Like, those <laughs> are the boomers that I hang out with. Yeah. You know what I mean? The people that, like bought their seventh house and are renting it and are charging $1,500 a room. Those are the people you're mad at. Those are the people that you're talking about. But by saying, okay, boomer, it's like, you know, I feel like people are like, oh, I'm playing the world's smallest violin. It's You don't want people to feel the way that you felt with the millennial thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I just want people to take me seriously. Millennial or not, like, you don't want people to feel like that. And, like, to make people that aren't, boomers in the, in the sense that you're describing feel like shit the same way that you felt when you went on twitter and you're not the racist white guy yeah that is now made to feel like the racist white guy like you're just stop us on the same level need to stop fighting against each other you know what i mean like it's like, like i mean jeff bezos is is the is the guy that he's the problem you know what i mean like, I, like i've kind of thought like there was a conspiracy going around that yeah. I, I thought of that was like what if the rich people like put in all these like bots or like yeah. the rich people are the ones who are stirring this or the government that are like stirring these conversations. So we're, I believe it hundred percent not focused on them. Oh, I believe we're it focused 100%, on yeah. this. Cause a new trend pops up every time somebody reminds, if he reminds you that uh, Jeff Bezos didn't pay his, his taxes last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like as soon as I see that meme start to circulate and get a little bit of traction or the FC didn't kill himself meme, get a little bit of traction. <laughs> it's like, Oh, okay. Boomer. <laughs> It's like let's start fighting against ourselves again. It's uh but I don't like all the world kind of goes back to um you know who has power and who's able to manipulate these conversations and and you know I think there is a lot to to it that yeah we're all fighting each other when you know the real enemy is kind of like the government and, yeah and and uh, i don't know i i get a lot of things that when i look at people who are on the left and they're like the government should be doing this the government should be doing that yeah more money to i'm like the government can't even like properly file a document on the third floor of their office yeah. you're expecting them yeah they have so much faith yeah. in that like if we give you money and you put it and you're yeah. gonna like that like that, right now that's not what government's here to do yeah yeah, man. They're like, here to get reelected. Yeah. They're here to get elected. And then as soon as they get there, they're here to get reelected. Make no mistake, the next conservative candidate, and I, I apologize because I have friends that are conservative. You know what so I mean? Do I have I. family members that are conservative. So do I. But the next conservative candidate is going to be a person of color. 100%. Because the, the having a white representative now, um, especially somebody as crooked as Andrew Shear, yeah. um, having a white representative now, like. The kids my age, like the millennials, are starting to vote a little bit more, are going out there and are looking for somebody that represents them and their laurels. And I think the next conservative representative is going to be a person of color that's 
I don't want to say planted. It's going to be a hardworking individual that's worked their way up to be the the head of the leader of the Conservative Party. But I think that's. But that, like, you know, I think that is good for conservatism. I think that's great to too. be honest. Yeah. I, well, I, I said, was saying this to my mother-in-law. I said like, if it was somebody that I believed in, I don't really care like conservative Green Party, you know, NDP or Liberal. I would vote for that person. You know, if it's somebody that that backs my. The problem is, is like, <laughs> is is they want to give themselves a tax break just because they put their kids in Catholic school and think that makes them a better person. They mm-hmm. want to, you know, outlaw. They they don't. They voted against gay marriage like every time <laughs> they went up in, in yeah. the, you know, in in court. Right. Like, like if you had a cons- like a a conservative that like got it socially. Yeah. That was like no like. Yeah. We're well I mean the abortion debate is like Whoa. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you ever get conservatives on that one, who knows. Yeah. But there are people who are pro and and they're conservatives, which yeah. is fine. Um but like if you just you had a a strong whether it's a a black woman or a black man, like I don't know. Like if they if conservatives ran like uh Lisa Ambrose or someone, yeah. they would have or Lisa Rat, they would have won for sure. Yeah, yeah. People didn't vote for Trudeau. They voted against Sheer. Yes. Like, that yes. is 100%, yeah, 100% the case. Yeah. Sheer lost them the election. Yeah. But if they had, like, a, someone that, like, you know, like, came in and were like, look, like, I'm for it. We're here. We're going to protect trans rights. We're going to yeah. protect. We're going to fix indigenous issues. We're going to do all these things. Yeah. But they're like, but we're also going to be we're going to find ways to do it that it's that's fiscally responsible yeah 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 here's the, how you can keep your money and help people, yeah that's you know I mean? like <laughs> i mean that's like the number one like holy how that's the number one how are we going to do that yeah how are we going to it's going to be jesus jesus is going to yeah, have to right? come back yeah <laughs> but like, like that's why i'm like i'm like why do you want like why do you rely on government to fix this like yeah you want all these money in different places yeah. but like a lot of people don't want to spend more money on taxes so we're like how are you you don't understand how this all works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of this is free. Yeah. We have to pay for it. And when we pay for something, it goes from somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so how are we going to fix all these issues that you want fixed, but you don't want to be spending more money? Yeah. Some people would, which is different. But, like, like, like that's not a practical plan. So you need someone to be like, you know what? Like, we're going to cut. Maybe maybe it is cut foreign spending or cut. I don't, I don't know what there is to cut. There's a whole lot. Megan. You Yo, know. if y'all want to cut the music programs in high schools, I'm cool with that. I'll keep showing up and keep playing music and keep inspiring people. So if you want to start there, my friends, like, like you're not going to stop us. You're not going to you know, stop any musicians. I've said it before. Like, that's not the area to cut. Because yeah, no, for sure. When yeah. you cut, like, the arts expands the brain yeah. so much more Yo, than, sure. than math or science, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think a good scientist probably is really good uh, at either understanding, appreciating, or or doing something artsy, whether yes. it's painting or yeah. drawing or music or the, like they probably have just a something in there because it's such a, a stimulating activity to work that creative part of the brain rather Absolutely. than the logic part of the brain. Yeah. And they yet like, Oh, well, no, you gotta do math and science. You need four years of English. Like, yeah. why? I bet we'd be <laughs> way better as a society if we had four years of art Yeah, and like two years. Like, I don't know anything I learned in math. I can't. I I can't. I don't I know even ask basics. me to spell trigonometry. Yeah, like that. if yeah. I can do the basics, uh, like addition, subtraction, division, multiplication. Yeah, you know I can do that. No problem. Easy peasy. Anything else? You're on your own. Yeah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Like I remember being like arguing why I had to learn slope. Well, what if you're building uh like a deck or something? You need to learn. Bitch, I'll YouTube it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah seriously, I man. didn't know that then, yeah, but yeah. now it's like, yeah. you know, I didn't have that. And it's, yeah. I, I don't, 
I don't know what there is to cut. Honestly, I don't. I don't pay attention to the budget. But yeah. like, a lot of people are like, "Well, you need to hold corporations accountable." I'm like, "Yep, we yeah, do." Absolutely. But corporations are also like, "Oh, you're gonna tax me more." Bye. Yeah. Right? Seriously. Like, everything. Everything in life. Everything we've been talking about for this last little while is like, it's all a balancing act. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Not everyone is going to, as much as you want them to, and you can call them all the names you want, not everyone's going to agree in every aspect of what you think. Yeah. Right? We're always going to disagree. Whether we all agree that racism is bad, we're always going to disagree on the ways to fix it. or Or fixing the indigenous health crisis or fixing whatever it is. There's always going to be different, even though you have the same goal that you want to achieve. Yeah. We're all going to be like, well, no, nah, that's not going to work. That's not going to work, right? Yeah. But, like, you get, you know, I find especially on the left, people are get like, no, this is the way and this is the only yeah. way. And if Eat you the don't, rich. Don't, yeah. <laughs> like, man, I, I think of Batman, uh, what was the last one? Dark Knight? Yeah. Um, the ending one with Bane. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I wouldn't be, not, I would not be surprised that shit came. Yeah, for sure. We had some sort of pariah that yeah. came and was, like, taking down the establishment. Yeah. I'm like. Kind of glad I'm not rich right now. <laughs> it's Jagmeet Singh in a in a in a face mask and the, the <laughs> it's all baned out. God. Um, all right, man. Let's wrap this up. Uh, music. I'm gonna end with one of your new songs. Oh, <laughs> if you come to a show expecting this political discussion, you will be very disappointed. <laughs> no, because you're here about the music. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you have any upcoming gigs coming up over the holidays? Always. Um, you can check my website. It's the best way because I'm on what I like to call the never-ending tour, and I'm always adding dates. Just and always. Show. There, yeah. yeah okay. Like, um, so just loganbrownmusic.com if you want to check out everything. You can find my socials through there. I'm always trying to make it easier for everybody. I am bad at technology, so I'm always trying to make other people that could barely type it in the URL. <laughs> I'm always trying to make it easy for y'all too to find Instagram and everything like that. And, yeah. You know. Cool. Where's the next one? Uh, right. Next one is, uh, if anybody's listening out in Perth, I'm at Wildfire uh, Barbecue this uh, Thursday. Cool. Yeah. So I'm on your YouTube channel right now. Beauty. Here's a song. Santa Do Right By Me. Oh, cool. I'm going to play this one. Uh, give me a little intro. What made you want to do this? Um, so <laughs> I am a minimalist, and I became a minimalist a year ago, two years ago. And uh, Christmas is a tough time being a minimalist because not only do you not want to, like, you don't want to get people gifts, but not in a shitty way. You don't want to get people gifts because you want them to value the things that they have and value what you do get them. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to, like, here are some socks. Like, it's your hundredth pair of socks. Put them in a drawer and forget about them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you also don't want to receive gifts because, number one, I live in a tiny house. Like, I, I try to stream my, streamline my life around, like, not getting stuff. But um, And so this song was loosely inspired by the ending of The Grinch where he's like, Christmas was a little bit isn't didn't come from a box it didn't come with tags like it's something more mm. um, and also inspired by my own experience being frustrated with Christmas being frustrated with Black Friday is like coming up isn't it it's this, this Friday. Friday well yeah. this when this podcast comes out it'll be Black Friday yeah so yeah so like um, then I will be an Arnprior <laughs> with the, the wildfire gig will have already gone I'll be an Arnprior um, but uh, yeah so it was loosely based around being frustrated with Christmas the holidays the consumerism of it how expensive it was and people killing each other for a fucking toaster you know what I mean so but I knew I knew nobody nobody likes their Christmas music preachy so I wanted to 
do something that I was proud of, so I wanted to actually sing a melody and not just do a bunch of runs the way that a lot of Christmas music is. Um, and I wanted to be preachy in a way that was like fun. So interesting. Cool, man. Thanks for coming on. Really Thank appreciate you for it. having me, dude. It's great I, to meet yeah, you. Yeah, likewise. Um, and yeah, so you wrote this. Yes, I did. Yeah. Dope. Even better. <laughs> Logan Brown Music, uh, YouTube. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, check him out. Are you going to do a preamble? I don't want toy planes or rocking horses. Diamond rings ain't for me, of course. I want to live my life fancy free. So saying I do right by me. I don't want big trucks with golden rims, flat screen TVs, no visual stems. I want peace and harmony. So saying I do right by me. Now some folks will look around and see everything that they don't be just fine with enough to get by and love on my side I don't want MacBooks or new cell phones that's just a recipe for being alone all that stuff don't mean much to me so said I do right by me Oh no.